Welcome back into the Inside the Pylon Mock War Room Draft. Chuck Zada here as your acting commissioner for this entire project. In case you missed any of our last uh, couple episodes, last three picks off the board, Kevin Dodd heading to the Atlanta Falcons, Noah Spence heading out to Indy, and Laquan Treadwell heading up to Buffalo. You can certainly check those picks out on our previous podcasts if you missed them for any reason. But we come now... To the New York Jets and heading up the Jets for us this year, we have Jeff Lloyd. And Jeff, I know this is a uh, busy time of year for you and your staff. Uh, appreciate you guys joining us. Oh, always a pleasure. Obviously, you know uh, everything over at ITP. You know everything where you guys are going. You know, you know, mad respect you, Mark. I mean, come on, a guy who breaks down kickers, punters. Going to do a top three, four, five. Chuck, come on, nothing but mad respect. I and mean, obviously, we're not going to go punter first round, but Chuck, we're going to need your input here. We've been suffering through this punter stuff for years. Let me know. I have I have some thoughts for you. I'll be sure to give them to you. I always just thought that I was the weird guy who was the only one interested in them. So it's uh, always good to hear that someone else does have a little bit, just a little bit of interest, maybe. But tell us a little bit about your uh, staff that's going to be making this pick with you. Uh, obviously, uh, first off, uh, you know, great group here. Uh, first off between me and drew here, drew from Jersey, Twitter legend, we got over 60 years of suffering as jets fans. Somebody put up the tweet today. What is your worst loss as your team's franchise history with the jets? I mean, you want one, uh, drew by all means, uh, you know, obviously welcome here. You know, we're going to try to see if we can rectify this situation here, you know, coming off a great 15, but obviously, all of a sudden now, the money is a huge issue with this Jets team. But uh, everybody, Drew from Jersey here, at Drew from Jersey, one of the Jets Twitter legends. And, you know, like I said, a long-time suffering guy like me. What's up, everyone? How's it going? Glad to be here. It's uh, been a little fun to uh, the Jets draft room. It's been actually a uh, get one of the other guys in the room here with us today. Kind of, we, we talk about it all the time. It's uh, one day we're going to be in... Uh, a war room, and we're going to make some. We're going to make some picks, make the Jets fans pretty happy. So, uh, a little, little warm up tonight. Absolutely, absolutely, and also with us, uh, Connor Rogers. Uh, you know, yeah, obviously, great guy, great young writer. Uh, some work over at BR, doing some great work, obviously, over with uh, the Jets Wire. Connor Rogers, thanks for being a part of this tonight. Well, thanks for having me, guys. It's going to be a lot of fun. Absolutely. And this is D.A. Rosario, obviously, uh, his own Monday night show here, covering the Jets, does an hour with Paulie B., one of our craziest, quirkiest Jet fans and members of Jets Twitter. Um, actually, he was kind enough to give up his seat to you because I think, you know, maybe, you know, 10, 12, 13 days a year he tries to be the greatest husband he can be. But uh, <laughs> glad to have you tonight, buddy. Absolutely, absolutely. Thanks for having me, Jeff. And I think you guys do a lot of really great work, so I'm happy to be here tonight. So, uh, you know, like I said, it's you know, being a Jet fan, it's a sickness, but, uh, you know, that's where we're at. Well, it is a sickness, but the good news is you have 15 minutes to hopefully find the cure here. New York Jets, you guys are officially on the clock. Okay, guys, before I send it out, uh, the first thing I'm going to say is this, obviously with six picks and obviously all the cap issues that we have, the problem is, is this draft class, it's good in some areas, it's weak in a lot of others. Where it's good doesn't necessarily benefit the Jets. But, Drew, I'm going to come to you. We have some issues here. You know, offensively, we're assuming Ryan Fitzpatrick comes back. We're assuming DeBrickshaw Ferguson comes back. So maybe offensively, our only real issue would be right tackle. 
Obviously, I'm giving you the D coordinator role here. Who is the guy? And obviously, thanks to whoever took Darren Lee. But um, here's what we're at, Drew. What are we doing here? Most pressing need that we can correct with this Jets defense right now in this draft at pick 20. Well, if we're going with defense, um, let's just be honest. This draft is not, it's not a great draft. It's not a, it's not a, it's not a draft that excites a lot of people. There's a lot of depth, I think, to, you know, de-tackle, de-ends. There's not a lot of edge um, presence in this draft. The guy that I think a lot of the Jet fans were, were hoping to fall to, to 20 would be Noah Spence, uh, who's also not, you know, he's not a, a dynamic, dynamic pass rusher, but he, he probably is the best pass rusher that, you know, is coming off the edge in this draft. Um, with what's happening right now, there's, there's a couple options the Jets can go with. Uh, a couple of the corners are still left. Um, who, who are the corners that came off? McKenzie came off. Alexander came off, right, early? Mm-hmm. Yep. And yep. So you still have – is Hargrave still around? No, Hargrave went to Baltimore at six. Yeah, he went to Baltimore. Oh, he went, early. he went super early. He went super early. Okay. Um, so if we're looking defense here, um, I'm I'm going – Lee went also. I mean, I, I you know if I'm going defense, you, you know, just I want to throw out a disclaimer. Right now, the the pick should be talked about in the draft room. Should be the quarterback. It mm-hmm. should be your quarterback in this You know, Paxton Lynch. While there are some some serious warts there at twenty with the Ryan Fitzpatrick bridge potentially coming back. The Paxton Lynch should be spoke about at this pick because you, you get very, very rarely do you get a chance to take a guy who's worth a first round pick with a quarterback situation that between all of us, I mean, really since early Chad Pennington, the Jets haven't had a quarterback that you went into the season and said to yourself, you know, this, this, this could be the guy that took us. You know, you had the little flirt with, with, with Brett Favre before, you know, he threw his arm out. Um, but, you know, mid, you know, mid to early 2000s, is really the last time the Jets went into a season where you were like, hey, man, you know, we, we, we could have something here when Pennington uh, came up after sitting behind uh Verde for a couple of years. So uh, being the defensive guy that I'm here in this draft, I would uh, I would look at uh, Matt Craven that you, from USC. Um, you, want, you want an athlete. You want a guy who can run around. You want a guy who can kind of play in a couple different positions. Um, a, lot, a lot of people... Jet fans, in particular, because of the Todd Bowles connection and from Arizona, will immediately go right to the you know the Buchanan role, which has kind of become a little overrated. You know, the reason why Buchanan became that role is because Arizona had you know a ton of athletes running around and they had to kind of find a spot for them. The Jets mm-hmm. have very little athletes. You know, Jets, actually, the biggest problem with the Jets defense is they're big, they can stop the run, they can they can tackle, but they're not very athletic. Um, so getting an athlete on this defense would really be a huge help. Uh, Lee going earlier probably uh, upset a couple people, including Connor that's probably on the phone listening to this. Um, but Craven, Craven is a guy that can you can kind of play it in a couple different spots. You know, but you put him at linebacker, you let him run and tackle. He's he's aggressive. He's violent. He's got big big long arms. He can get around tacklers. He can get around guards. He can get get to the ball. He can blitz. And, you know, people want to talk about the Arizona role with the pass. You have a guy like Darren Washington that, that, that did put up some sack numbers in that defense, playing that type of role where he's kind of a jack-of-all-trades, coming off the edge, kind of blitzing, being like that role, roving linebacker. Uh, that would be the guy I would shoot for at this, at this point, just because you want to get more athletic. You have other guys like uh, – 
Shaq lost. I don't know if he's still. They have guys of that nature. Guys who are big and those big, you know, Rex Ryan, Todd Bowles, outside linebackers that can that can stop the run and can edge edge set and get to the quarterback. You know, a half dozen times a year. But what you want to do is you want to you want to have an athlete. And at this point, uh, Cravens from USC would be the guy I would I would kind of pound the table for at this point. See, I don't disagree with you here, Drew, because I big I think a big thing with Bowles is. With Buchanan, who went to a combine and tested like a corner, he tested like a corner. That's the way it was, and everyone want. And I do agree with the oh, just make him day own because he's a safety who's not as fast as other people. It isn't. A, it, it is you know, it's a lot easier said than done. Right. However, Connor has done a nice part in convincing me more and more that Cravens is going to help us with. You want to know what an H back who's going to pick up five yards on third and four? Cravens is the guy who can stop that. So I, I, I'm not, definitely Cravens right now is one of the highest on my board for us right here. But we go to Connor, who's going to, uh, you know, obviously talk a little bit, maybe some offensive tackles, something offensive related. Then we'll get to obviously DA after that, you know, and he can give some thoughts on what's been brought up here and what he likes. But Connor, go ahead here. We still have Taylor Decker on the board, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, he's still yes, there. Him and him and Conklin. Yeah. yeah, I, I don't. I think this is a no-brainer right here. I'm taking the franchise tackle. Taking Decker, he could start at right tackle right away. You can cut Giacomini, save about $4 million in cap space, which we all know the Jets need desperately. But this is about more than saving the cap space. This is about getting a guy that can play right tackle as a rookie and slide over in 2017 to be your franchise left tackle when DeBrickishaw Ferguson is done here and his $15-plus million cap hit is off the books. I mean, I like Paxton Lynch as a developmental quarterback, but I'm not taking him at 20 right now, especially with the franchise tackle still on the board. You know, I think he's a second-round player, and for a quarterback, you could take that in the first round. But with Decker sliding all the way down to 20, which I think was really unexpected, I'm not passing on him here. I do like the Cravens pick a lot if Decker wasn't on the board. I think he's a he brings speed to the linebacker position, and they desperately need that. But for this offense, this offensive line has to get younger, and they got to get younger on the edges. They have Carpenter and Winters, and Mangold hasn't shown really much of a decline, but the tackle position is an absolute mess and you got to solve it sooner than later, so you're not passing on Decker. Definitely a hard sell for me, actually. The way I had the tackle stacked for this board, I actually had Decker at three before Chuck came in and told us who had been taken and who hadn't been taken. So obviously with Taylor Decker, definitely a guy I'm high on. One of the bigger things is obviously, you know, those Ohio State players and all these kids, you know, you always stay with everybody. So you have Decker there, Mangold can kind of bring him in. Like, look, it's little brother, and he gets no crap. Nobody messes with him. And he, everybody's knowing basically that he's the future of this offensive line. So I have nothing wrong with that. Uh, DA, obviously, here we are. Uh, obviously, we have some good mention. Look, I mean, the biggest thing with this first round is everybody's like, ooh, I don't like that pick. Ooh, I don't like that pick. Right. Look, there's maybe 14, 15 guys who carry a round one grade in this draft. There's going to be guys who we all don't like who are going to go in the top 31 picks. Ha-ha, New England. That's just the way it's going to be. It, it, there's nothing you can do about it. It's just the way it is. But, D.A., give me some thoughts here. Uh, you know, you can go either way. You know, nominate a guy or two here, and then we'll get, start getting around to who the final selection here is. Seven minutes remaining. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with Connor that if Taylor Decker's on the board, it's hard to pass up on him. But at, at some point, the Jets have to take the leap on the quarterback and so. I wonder if just Paxton Lynch represents too much value to be passed up to, to just be skipped over at this point. The you have you do have two D tackles available in Jerron Reed and Ashawn Robinson. 
could warrant selection at 20. But with the McClendon and Jenkins signings, I don't think it makes much sense. The Jets are still deep on the defensive line. You could go after a guy like Shaq Lawson or Leonard Floyd, who, again, for me, they're they're athletic, but they're incredibly raw. And I think both of them get pushed off get pushed off way too easy to be to warrant uh consideration at 20. The one guy that I think hasn't been mentioned, and you mentioned Ohio State, is Eli Apple, and I know that with the cornerbacks in general, I know you can rank them Ramsey, who's more of a safety, but you have Hargreaves, Alexander. Eli Apple kind of made some noise over the last like few months, and so I wonder if especially with the release of Primardi and the concerns about Marcus Williams and whether he can play 16 games, I wonder if Eli Apple is in consideration for 20, but I think at some point you you have to take the quarterback, and if it's me, that's the guy that I'm taking because I do think that that Ryan Fitzpatrick bridge is only going to be good for another year or so, and that you're going to have to get a guy. And we we all know this: Bryce Petty is not going to be that guy. Bryce Petty is probably going to be onto another team once his rookie contract is up. And the Jets, where that you see the Green Bay Packers talk up Brett Hundley a little bit about his development, the Jets. Really, like, you know, like when you date a girl and you try to find something good to say about her, that's what the Jets sound like when they're talking about Bryce Petty. I think Paxton Lynch represents too much value to pass him up at 20, so that's the guy that I would take. But I'd watch out for Eli Apple, though. I'd watch out for him at 20. See, I don't disagree with the cornerback position because obviously the quote out the quote came out today about, obviously, um, you know, D. Milner. And, you know, it's kind of, kind, you know, it was finally put out there what everybody's been thinking. I mean, we go back to two of his greatest games. It was a, the season closer of 14 at Miami and the Saints game where Antonio Allen saved the day by knocking out uh, Darren Sproles. For me personally, though, I'm looking all over all of this. Obviously, some names who deserve mention here, but I, I do believe where you guys are going with the rest of this. Corey Coleman's still available. I kind of think he'd be wasted here. We have Devin Smith, a guy with ultra speed. We have an offense where we don't throw deep right now, obviously with Fitzpatrick. Um, you know, Spriggs out of Indiana, I love him as a tackle prospect. But uh, obviously, you know, Taylor Decker brings, you know, a, a little bit more presence, and you know he is a lot more established right here, right now, today. Um, defensively, Leonard Floyd. I mean, I, I, look, Leonard Floyd I'm not huge on. The guy needs to gain about 25 pounds, spend some time with Drew at the gym maybe, you know, get those laps up. But basically yeah, I don't what you're know. doing is – I'll be honest, I don't, throw, I don't know if Floyd has got the frame to even put that size on. I think he showed up a little heavier than a lot of people expected anyway. I think that's just kind of where he's at, and he's already not that good. So, Well, not, the other yeah, thing I, is, is if it's well, taken him 23 years – Yeah. If, he, if it's taken him 23 years to get to 244, he's never right. getting to Calvin Pace size. And let's be honest, if Calvin Pace were in this draft, even if as, at 22 years old, he wouldn't be the pick at 20 years old. I mean, you're looking for that type of player. I wouldn't. If Leonard Floyd could provide that for the Jets, I'm not taking him at 20. No, absolutely not. Um, I guess I got in the second or third round easily. Exactly. William Jackson III, just a name I want to bring up. I think length, obviously, I, you know, Bowles loves his DBs. He'll play 10 of them. He'll play six at a time. If you're on the roster and you're active on game day Sunday, you're going to get reps. That's just the way he works it. But I don't see him here. Um, I, I'm going to go with the flow here, and I, I'm, going, I'm going to go away from Paxton Lynch just, just because if I have Fitz here, he's here for one or two years. 
and if that's what we sign him to, that's the way we're running it. And, you know, we kind of talked about it. We feel this is the way it's going to happen. I'm going to hold off on QB for now. Because uh, if this is the way we're doing it, we're looking to win now. If it doesn't work out, yes, in maybe in 17, maybe in 18, we're drafting top 10. We're looking at a quarterback then. But I'm not going to draft Paxton Lynch, who's not going to start right now for this team at, at 20. I'm, I'm not going to do that. I think Taylor Decker, obviously from the Ohio State University, would be the selection for the Jets at 20. You place uh, Giacomini right away. He's going to kick out to left once we're done uh, in the Bricks career, phase out here. It gives It's the most important need, I think, right here, right now, today. The D-line, they're going to go with strength and numbers. We can find a linebacker. Yes, there are very good linebackers in this draft. Jones from LSU could maybe do some Buchanan-ish stuff uh, that we're looking for. We know they want linebacker position. They've stressed they want speed at the linebacker position. We have four or five corners on the roster that this team thinks, okay, that they can play in situations. So we're okay there. Obviously, the safety position, where we are right now, we have guys to start there. Two minutes remaining. I think the most glaring need here, and um, sorry, guys, <laughs> for some of you I'm happy with, <laughs> but I think you just can't go away from Taylor Ducky here. It's just too I hate, I hate drafting for the need, and I hate I hate that. I, I hate the fact that we're because you're just assuming that guy's going to come in and automatically start at right tackle. And I, I think when you push, when you put in a rookie at right tackle from day one, coming in the coming in the door, you're 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 really hoping that it works out because if it doesn't, you're in a really bad spot. But I understand. I understand exactly what you guys are doing. Decker would have been third on my list, um, but uh, I understand the need. And uh, you know, Connor made a good point, uh, a good case for you know why he should be the pick. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, think I, hate, of course, I hate Ohio State players. <laughs> I'm with <laughs> you there. Value at one. Yeah, and I and I, I do agree that starting at my right tackle from jump. I do think Drew makes a really good point, though. I think assuming that he's going to be able to be a lockdown right tackle from one, one minute remaining. Might be a bit concerning, but yeah, I think Taylor Decker makes perfect sense. And just remember, DA? you're drafting. If you drafted Paxton Lynch, you don't want him to start for two years. So this would be the place right. that you kind of want to take him because he's not going to start, and you, and there is hope that in two years he could be the guy. Whereas the two guys exactly. that are behind Fitzpatrick right now, you're probably not sure they are. But I understand what you're saying. But the only problem is. Fitz throws three pick, three interceptions, week four. You're gonna Everyone's going to start planning for Paxton Lynch. Yep. That's the yep. problem. 30 Taylor seconds. Decker at 20, Ohio University, the New York Jets selection. And there you have it. Taylor Decker, tackle from the Ohio State University, going to the Jets with their first-round pick selection. Jets fans everywhere are booing, as is uh, customary <laughs> at this time of year. I'm, I'm, I'm booing it all. If they're also, still awake and sober. Jeff, big, big thanks to you and your team again. Really appreciate it. It's been absolutely outstanding having you on here today. Thanks, bud. No problem at all, Chuck. Just saying, you know, Zach Brown band. We'll definitely do that the uh, the next time we have you on. Going to kick it over now to Shane Alexander and Mark Schofield, our analysts who have been breaking down all of these picks for you. Shane, Taylor Decker of Ohio State going to the New York Jets here. What do you make of this pick? Does it make sense for them? More importantly, what can Taylor Decker do? For me, Taylor Decker is the second best offensive tackle in this class. Um, I love this, what he could be in terms of ceiling, but I also like what he is now. I've described him several times as, as old school. He's just got that 
that nasty uh, mentality that you want in the trenches. And I think he's a great fit for New York, both what they want to do schematically, uh, but also the fact that DeBrickashaw Ferguson just retired this week. And even though they trade for Ryan Clady, that's no sure thing with his injury history. So he feels a need at left tackle week one. This is a position that has seen a number of high-profile prospects struggle at with that transition into the NFL. Does he have the skill set to be able to step in right away, or is there going to be a bit of a learning curve for him? No, I think he can step in right away, and and one of the reasons I believe so is because of the system that they're going to employ. They're not going to put um, a lot of pressure on the quarterback, whoever that ends up being right now. It's Ryan Fitzpatrick, we assume. They're going to want to run the football um, with uh, with Matt Forte, uh, who they signed this offseason. But also in pass protection, they're going to do things to get the ball out quick, and we know uh, Fitzpatrick likes to sling it. I think he'll be fine transitioning. Of course, everybody um, has a little bit of a learning curve, and he'll be no different. Um, But if they have to put him at left tackle week one, um, I'm okay with it. Mark, talk to me a little bit more about what the uh, what the Jets can do from a scheme perspective in order to make that transition as easy as possible for Decker. Well, I mean, I don't know if you necessarily even have to make that transition easy for him. I mean, you're talking about a guy that's a three-year starter at Ohio State, can play both right tackle and left tackle. I mean, this is a guy that was the first Ohio State Buckeye to earn Big Ten Offensive Lineman of the Year since Orlando Pace. I mean, you're getting you know, a top-level offensive tackle, a guy that's experienced. And coming from the Big Ten, this is a guy that's used to, you know, playing with a bit of an edge, a bit of a nasty streak to him. You know, obviously he's a very effective run blocker and, you know, protected Connor Cook for the last three years or so. So, you know, I think, like with any offense, especially what Shane was talking about, what the Jets want to do, they're going to want to run the football, establish the run, take control, take care of the football in the passing game, um, minimize the chances for mistakes. So give, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick or whoever's, you know, throwing the football for New York, you know, some simplified reads and things like that. So there's going to be, um, you know, quick three-step, five-step types of stuff. I don't expect Decker's going to be having a block for eight, seven, ten seconds on the passing game. So, you know, all of that put together, I think it's a good fit. It obviously addresses a need, and you're getting probably, you know, perhaps the second-best tackle in the draft, as Shane has it. So it's it makes a lot of sense for New York. You got it. That is Taylor Decker off the board to the New York Jets. Mark Schofield and Shane Alexander, a big thank you to the two of you. Tomorrow, we head to Washington to see what the Redskins are going to do. What direction will they go in after a surprising year that I think left a lot of their fans uh, pretty happy where they ended up. Let's see if they can continue to build on it as the inside the pylon mock war room draft continues. (laughs) 